Hello and welcome to A Vague Idea. This is a comedy trivia podcast. I'm Nate Regolia. Each week, we subject our guests to a list of topics to find out if they have a vague idea. And this week, we have a, a couple of very good and uh, longtime friends of mine. I think some people would say old friends, but I feel like that kind of labels people as being old. And I don't want to make a grammatical error like that because you are the springiest of chickens. Uh, I met both uh, of our guests while working at Into the Wind, the kite store in Boulder, where, uh, where I worked for, for five years back in the salad days of the early 2000s. Maybe we were salad days. <laughs> I don't think we ever ate any salad, um, but man. We were probably dazed. Uh, yeah, so our, our guests this week are John Curry. John, welcome to the show. Sorry for well, <laughs> sorry for saying your name right when you took a bite. <laughs> I'm welcome. You are. You're, welcome. You're very welcome. You're really famous. <laughs> <laughs> and Tammy Curry, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nate. Thank you for having me. See, that's how you do it, John. Yeah, sorry. Can we start over? <laughs> Yeah, okay, let's take it from the top. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this week, what I, I, we, we're going to talk about something that we, the three of us, were all very immersed in for an overlapping period of, I guess, in total, probably three years, but uh, five years with, with, between me and John, and, and three years with me and Tammy, and then, uh, yeah, and then uh, other time around that. Uh, but we all worked with, uh, those whimsical wind-based flying machines, uh, the kite. So we're going to talk about kites this week. Isn't that exciting? Hooray! <laughs> well, that's... I hardly know her. <laughs> <laughs> that's a kite joke. That was a blustery uh, <laughs> bit of <laughs> bit of passion there. Uh, so yeah. So let's just start with the opening question. And uh, the opening question this week, and Tammy, you get to go first, is oh. what's the wittiest, smartest way to respond to someone who tells you to go fly a kite? <laughs> I got another um, Just stare at them blankly. Um, uh, I would probably do what I did on the phones, which was like, ho, 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 that's a good one. Yeah. And then they would be pleased at themselves. And then I say, are we done? And then hang up. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Okay, great. John, how are you going to respond to that, that question? That, 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 that thing, that idiom, go fly a kite, you. I feel like I didn't get that enough, to be honest. I feel like I could have used it some more in my day-to-day -day life. Um, it should probably be noted that we were on the phones quite a bit. Yes, so we were. It was... It was we were getting calls from people who were serious about kites. So there wasn't a whole lot of joking around. Kite enthusiasts. Yes, kite enthusiasts. Um, how I would respond, I guess I would just, I would just kind of, you know, play it off, be nice about it, um, pretend like I hadn't heard it a million times before. Yeah. Um, the best part was always hanging up and then announcing to everybody in um, your vicinity of, Ah, oh, they said this to me, and then we'd laugh. <laughs> it was a, it was a, a, a warm community of people who just, just they just needed someone to talk to, and we mm -hmm. were they. We were, we were their therapists. Uh, we were uh, all the things in that Meredith, uh, what's her face song. It was great. Uh, <laughs> the. Uh, the, the most correct answer, I think, to, to the opening question is to say, no, you go fly a kite. Oh. And, oh. and then to bring out the kite that you own and say, actually, let's go fly this together. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I owned any kites that I bought myself. I think they were all like trashed kites that somehow <laughs> got repaired yeah. and then went away. So mm -hmm. I am proud of that fact that I never actually purchased a kite from the kite store. I bought a Prism Jazz in the, uh, in whatever the blue green uh, color, uh, color scheme was. Yeah. And uh, that was a, was a fun little kite to fly. Mm -hmm. I think I flew it like three times and I might've almost killed Chris Turner with it. <laughs> Chris Turner in Chris Canada, Turner. our neighbor Chris in the Chris Turner, <laughs> yes. 
in the land of no COVID. Yes. <laughs> Imagine that. Just America's hat. Uh, so great job on the opening question. I'm going to award each of you two points. Yay. Nice. And now we're going to go into round number one. And John, do you have a vague idea about check kiting? Check kiting? Oh, like check C-Z-E? No. No, like C-H-E-C-K. <laughs> but yeah, if you wanted to... Our friend Czechoslovakia. Do you have, now do you have a vague idea oh, about those? I do know what it is. Kiting checks is, I think, the proper way to say it. I get it. You're, yeah. uh, you're kind of floating checks until you get paid again, put more money in your, your account. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, floating checks is correct. Yeah, very good. Tammy, do you have anything to add about check kiting? I've done it. I did it. Oh, yeah. If checks were still a thing, I'd probably do it again. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think I probably did it in our Into the Wind days. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you, you, it's the night before payday. You need to get some blackjack pizza. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think the, the, the main thing is, is, isn't it delightful that we still live in a time where you can just write down an, an amount of money on a piece of paper and someone will believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, it's there. <laughs> olden times. Yeah, this is. Yeah, but get... This is two hundred and fifty dollars. Sure, there you go. <laughs> when you get behind somebody in in the grocery store line that's writing a check, why? Why? Oh, yeah. Is that enough? It's twenty twenty. It's COVID, and you're gonna write a check. This nation is in peril. <laughs> yeah. Check yeah. yourself. <laughs> okay. Um, so. One, one, one thing that, that neither of you mentioned about check kiting is that it's, it, it often, so it's, it's a type of floating checks that often takes the form of like writing a check from one bank account to the other to cover an expense of a third. So you would basically say like, okay, uh -huh. well, I have to buy this, I'm, I'm going to pay rent. So I have to write a check for $1,000. I don't have enough in, in my Wells Fargo account. So I'm going to write a check for my Bank of America account to my Wells Fargo account for a thousand dollars. Then I'm going to pay it out of the other thing, and you just hope that you can basically just ride the wave and survive it. Yeah, I, I never went that far with it. Well, I never had enough money to open up two bank accounts. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> that that's that's key in that whole uh, scam there. <laughs> yeah, no, because they would be like, uh, there is a minimum uh, f for having an account here, so you can't just. <laughs> yeah. I would like no. seven uh, zero balance checking accounts, please. Yeah. <laughs> it was always the night before payday, and I was like, I deserve this. <laughs> I work hard. So great job. One point each on check kiting. And Tammy, uh, for round number two, do you have a vague idea about kiting mobs? Kiting mobs. And if you don't know, make something up. That's what the oh, show's all okay. about. Make something up. <laughs> Um, I can't say I've heard of the phrase before, but I like to, I, I immediately picture Capone. Um, and I'm going to say it's like when you go from one mob family to another, to another, like you're not really, you have an alliance to one family. So yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. It is. You're like you're like going you. So you talk to you talk to this one family. And you're like, hey, you know, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and cover your protection racket. I'm gonna go out there. You go out there, but you start like running protection rackets against other families on behalf of this one family. But then you kind of create this uh, this do loop of of uh, protection yeah. rackets where you you're the only person getting paid. You're a real Bernie Madoff of the mob. Agent. A double agent for the mob. Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. John, what do you have a vague idea about kiting mobs? Uh, my first thought was, um, I mean, just the literal, like the mafia and kites in a summer day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not supposed to run with the kites, but you just want to have fun. Maybe the wind isn't Whee! blowing and then your fedora blows off and you got to go get that. 
and uh, your your forty five falls out of your pinstripe vest. Hold <laughs> one of the other kites. Uh, it's it's a good time all around. I think your violin case blows open and reveals the yes. Tommy gun with inside. Yes, but more string too. More yes. String. Um, you know, you got some spare parts, some spare uh, wooden dowels, uh, birch dowels, uh, some graphite if it's the the early 2000s. <laughs> Didn't we have a joke about a like a, an actor named Birch Dowels? Yes, Birch Dowels. <laughs> and then we, I started a Facebook page for Birch Dowels. <laughs> yeah. And it was something about like, Birch Dowels, aren't they great? And uh, why aren't more people talking about them? <laughs> <laughs> Think about where we could be as a nation if we had just talked about Birch Dowels 15 years ago. I know. It's coming but Here up we are. In October, I think that's going to be the the big reveal in October for our uh, political situation is Birch Dowels. Oh, well, we yeah. got some marketing here. We got to we got to reach out, touch the millennials, touch the voting age of Gen Y or Z or. I've already got the social media presence going, so that's in the bag. Yeah, it's really just about we just got to put some money behind it, you know. Sure. sure. Let's start. Let's start just badgering people with Facebook ads. <laughs> First out, 2020. So were we even close? Uh, even close. Uh, no, both of you were wrong, but I'm going to give you each one point for your, for your comedic answers. Kiting mobs is a video game term whereby uh, you would maybe run into a room where there were multiple enemies. Enemies are called mobs by gamers. So you would run in, and if there were like 20 enemies in a room, you would go in and try to get one of those enemies to peel off, and that's called kiting if, it ch if an individual chases you out. And then you can kill them one by one, thus making the difficulty of an area substantially less. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's a goofy thing. But I, I do really love the idea of, of this mob kiting picnic that maybe just falls into <laughs> chaos because they discover that someone's been playing everybody at the picnic. Yes. Oh, I mean, you guys just wrote a movie. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. We get you gonna write the screenplay for us. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a call into Marty's people. We're gonna okay. talk to him and say, hey, you know the the Netflix thing. It went well. Nobody really liked the de aging too much. Movie was a little long. How about a kite mob movie? <laughs> kite man. The kids love the kites. The kite man. <laughs> Like John Wick, but instead of Mustangs, it's kites. Yeah. And instead of puppies, it's kites. Right. And instead of uh, anachronistic retro uh, phone network stylings, it's kites. <laughs> yeah. And the guns, those are kites. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Words? Uh, you bet it's kites. <laughs> So great job. Uh, it's time to play our first game. It's time to play What's That Movie About? Uh, to play What's That Movie About, I'm going to name a movie and the year it came out, and uh, you have to tell me what that movie's about. And we will Kite start Rock. with John. <laughs> John. Did I get it? The Kite Runner in 2007. What's that movie about? Uh, I think it takes place in uh, Afghanistan. Uh, and it, I think it's about a uh, small child who uh, sells kites or um, I want to say gives them away because selling them seems capitalistic and not appropriate for that story. Um, but uh, against the Taliban's wishes, you don't want them involved. They don't, they don't like fun. They don't want to have fun. They don't like pretty colors. They don't like uh, people having hope. The hope that comes from a kite especially not rainbow colors. Oh man, yeah. Um, and, uh, and I wanna say there, there might be rape involved. Is there rape involved? Uh, I mean, probably, I, I, can't, I can't confirm or deny that. I have not seen the film. Um, and there isn't a, a rape subheading on the Wikipedia page, so. Okay, I took it too far, I apologize for that. Um, no, hey, if, if there is, you're very, you're very correct. Should we go there? Should we go? <laughs> Okay. Let's not, let's not. Yeah, I don't All know. Right. I don't know how much there we want to go. So much is. All right. Hey, get that part. Uh, kites, Afghanistan, a child, the Taliban. That sums it up. 
Yeah, very good. It tells the story of Amir, a well-to-do boy from the Wazir Akbar Khan district of Kabul, who is right. tormented by the guilt of abandoning his friend Hassan. And it's set against uh, the fall of the monarchy in Afghanistan through the Soviet military intervention, then a mass exodus of Afghan refugees to Pakistan and the United States, and ultimately the Taliban regime. So very good. Very uh -huh. good. I left and, out the Soviet. Yeah. But, you know, really good. Really good job. Uh, and and as, we, as we all remember, there, there were fighter kites that uh, we used to, that we sold it into the wind. Uh, and, and I'm sure they still do. Intothewind.com. Check it out. Uh, but yeah, and those, those have a, a legacy in Afghanistan and Thailand, I think, as well um, yeah. as, a, as a fun activity. But sometimes people get yeah. decapitated and stuff, apparently, too. Yeah, fun fact, because they cover their, uh, their string in glass. They glue glass to it so you can cut down other, other people's kites. That's part of the fun. But also part of the fun is going to the hospital if you get injured with said string. So, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I always feel like is, is any day that I can go to the hospital is a fun day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Tammy... Yes. The movie Kites from 2010. What's that movie about? Ooh, you got the hard one. Taking a pause. For some reason, I want to say it's, it's like an artistic movie, like kind of a documentary about somebody who makes kites. Like, not Christo. Not Christo's level. <laughs> but... Um, you always got to bring up Christo in every conversation. You know... And he just died like a month ago, right? Yeah. And here's the thing. She wouldn't is... shut up about Krista when he died. <laughs> here's the thing. Every podcast I've been on, I brought up Krista. <laughs> yeah, and, and for the listener, the entire backdrop behind them are these huge orange tarps that just seem like they are precarious and ready to fall and kill several people. I yeah. told her to take them down, but she won't do it. Well, walk around them. <laughs> if you can, and in the breeze. Um... No, I, I for some reason I think it's it's like a, a movie about an artist and adversity adversity and I want to say Sundance Film Festival. That, well, we're gonna throw that word in there too. Okay. So, all right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Kites from 2010 is a Bollywood romantic oh. action thriller. I could not have been farther. Um, but it's Chris doing it. It he looks was great. Is isn't that too much romantic action thriller? Like, pick one. <laughs> pick two. <laughs> so here's, here's what answers your question. Presented in English as Kites, colon, the remix by Brett Ratner. The film was released <laughs> in India and North America in May of 2010. <laughs> so if Brett Ratner was involved, I, I, it, all those things could be mashed together. Uh, Fair enough. And I think he's a monster. So that's cool. Um, yeah, so this movie uh, features a guy who is a dance teacher, and as a sideline, he marries an immigrant woman uh, to get, he, he marries several immigrant women to get them green cards, but uh, then he ends up marrying this uh, rich uh, casino owner's daughter, and uh, he tries to get into it for the money, but, you know, then it turns out that the mom's involved and things like that, and so romantic, comedy, action, thriller, exciting God. stuff. Don't know why you know it's called else? kites. Can't quite find figure that out. <laughs> you know what else I can top that? Romance, action, thriller, Christmas movie, Die Hard. Oh. It's true. It's true. And and actually, I do think I understand uh, uh, where the <laughs> where the name comes from. And I think it ties into Tammy your your assertion that there's an artistic bent to this. I'm sure that there is some sort of conversation between the male and female lead at some point when they're in trouble, where they go. We're just a bunch of kites on the wind. Oh. We've got to get we've got to get tethered to the ground. We don't have control over where we're going, and it's dangerous. We're gonna get ourselves into trouble. Right. Stay grounded. Stay. Hashtag stay grounded. Uh, Isn't that a line from a Katy Perry song? Might be. Yeah. It just might be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, John, <laughs> you get a crack at the third and final. What's this movie about? All right. This is the movie Kite from 2014. Ooh. Uh, is there uh, a colon or anything after that colon that might help me out? No, there's, there's just negative space following the letter E. <laughs> okay. 
Um, could you give me a synopsis of the movie and then I could <laughs> fill in the place? So, Kite from something. 2014, I want to say, uh, stars Jason Statham, who is a um, pet store owner who uh, dabbles in kites. Uh, okay, no, here, I got it. Used to be a professional stunt kite professional. Okay. He's such a professional that he uses professional twice. <laughs> and, you got to put it on the uh, business card so people see it, you know? Yeah, people are skimming fast. They might miss the first one. Or a PSKP. <laughs> uh, and he falls in love with a woman who owns a bakery, uh, doesn't want to reveal that he used to be a professional stunt guy professional. And uh, it comes out anyway. It turns out she was too. What? Did you see that coming? <laughs> and fall in love, kids. Uh, the kids are kites. Nice. Okay. Yeah. You think, are they framed kites or are they, are they airfoils? Oh, oh, airfoils to start with until their bones grow. <laughs> yeah. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta wait until the fontanelle grows together and then you got yourself a framed <laughs> kite. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Kite, kite from 2014 is a South African action film uh, that oh. stars India Isley Callan McAuliffe and Samuel L. Jackson. Oh. So the synopsis per Wikipedia is society was degenerated into a slum where people have taken to kidnapping children and selling them to flesh cartels. Ooh, gross. I don't know why we haven't heard about flesh cartels yet either, because that is some hot branding. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag flesh cartel. Hashtag flesh cartels. Uh, what, what is that? I got to know more about this. What is a flesh cartel? I assume just, it's a sex trade thing, right? It's just got to be human trafficking. Why not call that call it that though? I don't. Well, maybe maybe it's like uh, maybe they maybe they skin people, and that's what the cartel does. Is they're like, I like that. I like that better. Like, yeah. Come on, makes sense. We got we got some really cute kids that we can take the insides out of for you, so you can just have the outside part. Uh, a, a young woman named Sawa, played by India Isley, has been pretending to be a prostitute in order to kill some of the cartel's leaders, ultimately trying to reach the main leader, Emir, who has killed her parents. Gotcha. So yeah. So half point. Half and, point. and she's using Kite as kind of the video game parlance, I think, because she's saying, oh, I'm going to pretend to be this thing so that you get comfortable oh. with me and then I can stabby stabby. Um, she's trying to kite them. Yeah, she's kiting mobs. Uh, so yeah. great job. Uh, two points each on what's that movie about? That's very generous. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. The, the points hand themselves out on this show. I don't have any control over it. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> and now it's time for round number three. And Tammy, we're going to start with you. Do you have a vague idea about a kite shield? A kite shield. Ooh, I know what this is. John knows. Tell me. A kite shield. That's correct. I think I know what this. I'm pretty sure I know what this is. I bet. I I, I can tell by the look in your eye that you do. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Got that look. I'm going back. I'm going back a few years, and I'm like, <laughs> I remember. I'm gonna go very literal, and it's a protective shield from, from you know like a military type of scenario. Thinking Captain America. However, it's designed in that um, it can fly. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> that is it, not eloquent. <laughs> it's Captain America's shield, but it can fly. Sure. Sure. But yeah. it's, it's designed in such, it's not just a circle, man. It's more like the battering. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, what a Kit Cloud Kicker's airfoil thing that he could probably block some stuff with that too. But he could also surf the clouds on yeah. Tailspin, the show Tailspin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, John. Not tails type of lady myself, but <laughs> I I know you're not you weren't into the bear culture of the Disney Afternoon <laughs> Fair. I like ducks. The bears can stay home. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> John, kite shield. Do you have a vague idea about it? 
I, I have a vague idea, but I realized my vague idea was incorrect. I'm thinking of a windshield. Remember oh, what a okay. windshield is? A windshield is something that you put uh, in between the spreaders and the spine of a stunt kite so that you can fly your kite in higher winds. Yes, that's, that's what right. But what you asked about is a kite shield. And it's true. And <laughs> I, I don't have any idea what that is. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, so a, a kite shield is, is a type of uh, medieval uh, military shield that has a, a rounded uh-huh. top and it's pointy on the bottom. Uh-huh. And uh, it's uh-huh. usually probably about like uh, three quarters of the, of the wielder's height. So it's kind of designed to be very protective, but also be friendly for parrying. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just kind of a big shield. Uh, so yeah, uh, great work. I'm going to give Tammy two points because she said shield in the context of a military format. Plus, I think uh, the idea of flying sounds like a lot of fun. And John, I'm going to give you one point because you did describe what a windshield is. And yeah. I feel like there was a weird time when I first started there where we didn't have any of those in stock and everybody who called me asked for one and I was very confused as to what it was. So yeah. that's, it's just important to, to have nostalgia and, and a sense of, of humble honor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's always good to reminisce about the past and, and the useless products that you uh, no longer interact with or will ever interact with again. Yeah. yeah. But if I see one on the street, you know what? I'm probably gonna be like, "Aw, how did you end up here, little 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 windshield?" Here's a question for you: You're walking down the street. You see a child trying to fly a kite. You clearly understand what's wrong, and you could help them. Do you help them? Have I shaved recently? <laughs> no. Okay, then probably not, because I think I'll probably look a little crazy. You don't want to. You don't want to be interpreted as a uh, pedophile, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be a, a guy creeping up on a child who can't fly a kite. Oh, hey, can I help you with? No, I. I would totally stop and help. I. I feel like I have tried to, at least one time, like at Cherry Creek Reservoir, like I saw people doing that, and I was like, hey, uh, you know, I think I think it might be a little too windy for that one. You might try this other one instead, because they had a couple, and I was just like, yeah. I kind of remember the wind ranges on things still. Nice. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's crazy. What? Sorry, say again. It's like, it's like riding a bike, only flying a kite. It's like riding a bike kite, or exactly. flying a. <laughs> so, very good. Yeah, Tammy, two points. John, one point. And it's time for round number four. And John, do you have a vague idea about World War One box kites? Yes, actually, that I do know. Do you know this one? I do know. Um, so they would actually send people up in kites uh, to do kind of aerial reconnaissance um, and uh, see what was going on with the Germans. I, maybe it was a, I want to say it was exclusively an uh, English thing, um, but I might be wrong about that. Did both sides use box kites to spy on each other? I believe you're correct. I think it is. Mo- it was just the the Allied side or the the non-Axis side yeah. that was using kites. Yeah, yeah, very good. Um, uh, Tammy, do you have anything you you can add about World War One box kites? Um, no, not really. <laughs> I think John said everything you can, there is to say about World War One box kites. Um, I remember putting them together at Into the Wind. And being like, this would be cool to fly for like 10 minutes. And then that was about it. Yeah. Yeah, they're really, they're a lot of fun when the wind dies and they just fall like a rock because they're, they're yeah. otherwise very heavy and not, and not uh, one to flutter. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the World War I box kites thing is that they were used for, for recon, for, for spotting, and for communication is the only, the only thing you didn't mention. But uh, yeah, they, they, they would really focus on uh, kind of, sending an individual person up or maybe you just send up a kite that's like got a, a little flag on it and that's to say hey uh you know bad bros rolling rolling in from the east look out yeah spiky helmets on their way and uh and yeah and, the, and one of the box kites they used is the cody box kite which uh, I, I i'm sure we all got asked about at least once or twice even though i don't think we carried one the entire time i was there but yeah. that was a 
winged box kite model that, that had extra lift. So you could probably take a whole, you know, battalion of Frenchmen up if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> the English wouldn't use their own soldiers. They'd put the French in them instead. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're like, come on, we're going to bail you guys out of this. So just hop in, hop in this box kite. <laughs> and then somebody else with their box kite with the, the glass on the string came by. Yeah. yeah. It's a well, they don't yeah. talk about that. Vicious circle. Yeah, I mean, war is hell, really. <laughs> Just war is hell and war is kites. It's true. Okay, <laughs> I mean, by the transit of property, yes. <laughs> uh, so great job. John, two points. Tammy, one point. Nice. And now it's time for our second game. It's time for the Thunderdome. I am going to put a thunder sound effect in post, so that'll be good. Yeah. Um, so the, the, in the Thunderdome this week, you both have to tell me who would win in a battle to the death between the following two individuals. Golfer, Tom Kite, and NASCAR driver, Jimmy Kite. They are, they are fighting to the death before Tina and everybody else under the dome. Who wins? Tammy, what do you think? Um, I'm going to go Jimmy Kite. Um, cause he's, I feel like Jimmy's going to have some stamina, um, cause those races are long. I mean, True. he can only hit constantly from the left, <laughs> but if Tom can stay to his right, he might be safe. Um, but I think it's going to be Jimmy cause he's going to have the stamina where, I don't know. I, I feel Tom's going to need somebody to hold his balls for him. So. Yeah, golfers yeah. are sitting down a lot, and not like sitting down and actively doing a thing. They're just like sitting. They they don't even have the 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 brain capacity and the stamina to choose their own clubs. They have a person do that for them, and they do it really slowly too. Oh, you know, yeah. he's gonna like kneel down. He's gonna he's gonna kind of do that thing where you pull up your khakis a little bit to kneel down, <laughs> and then take a look at his opponent, and then you know slowly get up, see which way the wind's coming. In the meantime, circles, 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 circles. Yeah. So, yeah, because yeah, you don't have the luxury of uh, investigating the, the surface in the Thunderdome. You have to get right to business. Well, if Jimmy is smart, and I think he is, he's going to stay on the outside of the Thunderdome oh. and just keep going round and round, always keeping him in the middle. That's Jimmy's, that's Jimmy's best bet, I think. There, yeah, because you can just starve him out, honestly. You could probably just starve him out. <laughs> or, or kill him with carbon monoxide from the exhaust that you just created a cloud in the middle of the dome. <laughs> so, John, is that, is that your answer as well? You think, you think Jimmy Kite would, would win in the Thunderdome? Uh, well, my question is, did they have their uh, sports apparatus with them? So, does Jimmy have his car? Does Tom have his clubs and a cab? What, is that Are those things included? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it, there's no reason to say they, they couldn't have those things. Yeah. Okay. Well, technically, then, if, if Tom has his caddy, that's two against one. Jimmy still has a car. I mean, I, I don't know how you beat a, a, a professional sports raceman in a <laughs> contest with his car. Like, I'm pretty sure he's going to run you over, and he's going to run you over real good. I'm going to tell you how you beat him. Turn to the right. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Again, if Jimmy just stays on the outside of the, uh, the, the inside of the Thunderdome, he's fine. He'll be all right. So Jimmy, 100%. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I have a hard time arguing with it. I mean, the only thing I can say is maybe, maybe there's a scenario w under which Tom Kite throws his caddy in front of the car. The caddy gets wedged in the radiator of the car, thus making the car unusable because it's just full of caddy meat. Engine overheats. <laughs> And now it's a man with, with a set of golf clubs versus just another guy. <laughs> right. And then it could get and real. Those golf clubs, like he's, he's going to know how to swing them. It's true. But as a, as a NASCAR driver, it's possible that this is like a rough and tumble uh, Southern fella who he might just have, he just might have anger in him. You never right. know. Right, right. Privileged anger. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, very good. Uh, yeah, two points each. Those were, those were both excellent answers for the Thunderdome. Uh, so, yeah, now, uh, from the makers of Palm ou Pomme de Terre, it's La Chose Francaise Arbitraire. That's the arbitrary French thing, and the only thing that's French about it 
is the name. <laughs> so I have a question to pose to each of you. It starts as a statement, so, so don't, don't worry that my inflection won't start. It's not going to sound like a question at first, guys. So let's just, please don't be judgy. Okay. <laughs> that, Emily, <laughs> that Emily Blunt Mary Poppins movie had a kite in it. What do you think of that movie? <laughs> I don't think I saw that. Did you? I didn't see the movie. I wanted to because it's got Lin-Manuel Miranda. Ooh, oh, that's right. He plays... Um... Cockney Joe. Yeah, he plays New Chimney Sweep. New Chimney chimney Sweep. (laughs) (laughs) Playing the part of New uh, Chimney Sweep this evening is Lin Manuel Miranda. So, so yeah, uh, Jenny and I saw that movie. You should see it. It's fun. I mean, it's basically the same movie again. Um, But there's something at the end that's kind of fun to see. Uh, So, uh, barring that aspect of the question, what do you think about Mary Poppins in general? I like Mary Poppins. I think it's, I think it holds a very sweet and tender spot in my soul of being a kid and enjoying Disney movies before Disney movies became a a corrupt megacorp. I mean, it was pretty much a corrupt megacorp back then too, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, no one else had as many people locked in a warehouse drawing at the same time. The joy, the joy that I got, um, the, the, the labor and the efforts of those people locked in that warehouse, uh, immeasurable, immeasurable. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's what kept them alive all those years. And, and yes. still to this day. My joy. <laughs> Tammy, what do, you, what do you think about Mary Poppins? I'm going to go controversial. Oh, no. Here it comes. That's so Fox. Something from the mention. radical left. <laughs> So, I like the movie Mary Poppins, but I never really liked Mary Poppins herself because she seemed like she was an uptight twat. Um, Used in the British way that is totally allowed. Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, That's why I used it. Um, I don't know. Like my favorite part was the chimney sweep. Like whenever it goes on, I'm like, now it's a party. Now this is something I could like. He had the good songs. He he got the penguins out. Like that's what. But she was like, but he was just pandering to the kids. Like Mary Poppins had a job to do. She had Uh kids to raise. I was a kid. I was his audience. Oh, fair enough. So where I was just like, yeah, spoonful of sugar. Mm -hmm. What ups? Spoonful of my foot in your ass. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's really, it really is a story of, of just, you know, you, you, have, you have a working class hero in Dick Van Dyke, right? He, he's climbing into chimneys to die because no one survives being a chimney sweep. Like, let's be honest. It's probably the most poisonous job you could have had. So Dick Van Dyke in that role, he was only 23 years old and he died the following year. Yeah, yeah. Amazing that he came back to life to play Diagnosis Murder. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, and Mary, and Mary Poppins is sort of this uh, magical, elitist sort of entity, right? She just kind of, she comes from the sky mm-hmm. and, and she plies children with sugar to get them to take medicine. I think we've all proven, right, that, that this whole like vaccine thing is about microchipping us so that Bill Gates can figure out where we are and mind control yeah. us. And who was doing that first? Mary Poppins. Exactly. I thought the exact same thing. The exact same thing. See, this is is, is why we get along. (laughs) I didn't like the parents because it was like you had children. Right. Raised damn children. (laughs) I mean, I appreciate that she was going out to, you know, support the suffrage movement. Right. But... The dad was a banker. The bad dad was a banker. Oh, it's total, it's total elitist scum. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, now I yeah. hate this yeah. movie. Yeah. So bougie. And they had their perfect little house and yeah, they could afford to hire a nanny and I don't know, too bougie, too bougie. Yeah. But with Jimmy Swift, that's my people. Yeah, working class. Damn right. Yeah, if you it's can like hire a Mark, <laughs> It's like Mark said, I got nothing. Sorry. <laughs> 
but yeah, if you if you can if you can hire a magic nanny, who who can turn all of your priceless heirlooms into worlds in which children can just uh, dive in and become animated. I mean, come on, come on. I I you know there are people who don't have uh, have townhomes, let alone magic townhomes. It's disgusting. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Great job. Uh, John, one point. Tammy, two points on La Chose Francaise Arbitraire. And it's time for the final topic. And I just want to let you know that one point separates the two of you right now. So how you answer on the final topic will determine who wins the show tonight and possibly who wins your marriage until you're on again. Well, I will say that somebody's birthday is coming up. And if I don't win, you might be a couple birthday presents. So I want you to think about that when you're answering. So, so extortion is the game we're going to play yes. now. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just know whose bread you have to butter is all I'm saying. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, John, I'll start with you. Do you have a vague idea about Laura Keitlinger? Yes, I do. Oh, shit. <laughs> I know the name. I know the name. Uh, my vague idea is something about how she's an actress, a performer of some kind. Mm-hmm. Very good. I want to say uh, the playing the, the opposite in the Jason Statham kite movie from 2014. Oh yeah, probably owns a bakery. In a lot of her roles, I'm sorry, Laura <laughs> Kreitlinger, I really involved that. Uh, possibly a um, Olympian. I want to say that's an Olympian's name, Laura Kreitlinger. It sure sounds uh, like a speed skater's name, doesn't it? Sure, uh, definitely Winter Olympics. I was thinking skis. Something okay, like yeah. Um, do they do they let the ladies do the the long ski jump? Or is that just a guy thing? You know, I don't, I haven't paid enough attention to the Olympics in a long time to know. <laughs> you, would <laughs> think they'd be, you would think they'd be allowed because, I mean, you, you, you can fly too. It doesn't really make a difference. The division between male and female sports is completely arbitrary to me a lot of times because I'm like, why can't women compete uh, with billiards among men? Like, I don't know. It just all Periods. seems, it all seems random. <laughs> Period. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm in the okay. sisterhood. Yep, they're Final gonna they're answer. gonna be trying to put English on a ball and they're gonna get their period and then it's just all over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta go. I got my period. Sorry. <laughs> gotta go. Uh, Final answer. Laura Keitlinger is um uh an Olympian. Of some sort. Is okay. That, is that too vague? Is there such a thing as too vague? Not not for this show. I can tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> I am. You were correct that she is an actress. So I'm going to give you a point for that. Uh, what do you know about Laura Kiteman? Now, either you truly forgot or you're throwing it because you want birthday presents. <laughs> Laura Kitenlinger is a comedian actress who dated Jack Black. Oh, yeah. And she, um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they dated for a lot of years. And she is funny. She's kind of tall, kind of a, kind of a huskier voice, um, really dry, um, funny as hell. Um, what was she in? Oh. in? She, she was in things. I can't think of anything. But the one thing that always comes to my mind is... In one of the Tenacious D episodes, yeah, I she that. comes up and she's like, either you want to fuck? <laughs> and they were like, and I think um, uh, Cage wanted to. And then um, Jables was like, that's not what we were about. And then she was like, and she took off. Yeah, but yeah, she's a tall drink of water, um, funny, and she's a comedian. And I know she's been in like movies and such before. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how I know her. And I've seen her stand up. Very good. Very good. That is correct. She is an actress, comedian, and writer. Uh, she was a writer and consulting producer on Will and Grace, 
Uh, she also was on Saturday Night Live from 1994 to 1995. That's where I know her from, is hearing Laura Keitlinger. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, she dated Jack Black. Um, and yeah, she's just, she's been around for a long time. She's one of those like reliable uh, comedians that, that never got big, big, but has always been, you've seen, you've seen her in something. Um, yeah. And, and her last name is spelled K-I-G-H-T-L-I-N-G-E-R. Um, so it's almost the type of kite we're talking about, but not quite, but it qualifies. Uh, so Tammy, I'm going to give you three points. And John, I'm going to give you one point. Give me two. You want two? Yeah. All right, I'll give you two. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you two points. Okay. So that means that uh, th- this, is, this is one of the hardest parts of the show for me every week is, that, is because one of you is, is a winner and the other is, is a loser. But I don't want to say you're a loser in the sense that like you're less than or you like Smash Mouth. You're a good person. <laughs> And, uh, and John, that, that good person is you. You had 14 points. And Tammy, you are a winner this week with 15. Woohoo! I'm a better person. <laughs> I'm a better. We're good then. We're good then. So, well, cheers. So, cheers. Yes, congratulations. So, Tammy, is there anything that you would like to plug this week? Anything you want the listeners to know about? Anything you're into? If, if, there's, another, if there's a show you're watching that you like, if there's a cause you care about, whatever it is. Let me tell you about Christo. Uh, he's an artist. Was an artist. No. Um, you know, right now, I um, there's two things that I think everybody should be doing. Wear your mask. Mm-hmm. Get healthy. Um, and go out and vote. I, you know, while I have my opinions, I don't care who you vote for, but go out and vote because it's really, really, really important. And please don't be disenfranchised um because that helps no one so that's my plug is to be a part of the process and to i don't know try to make a difference hell yeah yeah totally i mean register to vote this uh this episode should be out that you should still have the opportunity to register to vote before the november elections and then yeah definitely vote good good call and also yeah wear a mask because come on there's so many so many nice masks that you can buy now you can accessorize (laughs) with anything um, you can pretend you're a superhero. It's fun. It's just it's just Nothing a good time. Than a mask wearing voter. Oh yeah. Like, there you go. Gonna, you're gonna get boned yeah. if you do that. So yeah, I guarantee yeah. it. Go out and try it. And if you don't, if that doesn't happen, give me a call. I'll, you know, I'll apologize. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just test that hypothesis. Somehow or another, your genitals will get wet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, there will be, there will be no hanging chads if you wear a mask and vote. <laughs> Your chad is going to be at full attention and well worked on. Uh, John, anything that you would like to plug? Uh, I just got a job. I'm real happy about my job. Um, if anyone is looking for a job, uh, good luck to you. I got one. You can get one too. Uh, it just takes perseverance, um, some stick to and a good attitude, and you too will get a job. If you already have a job, congratulations. You're where I'm at right now, and we are there together. Uh, otherwise, hey, keep that job. That's my advice to you is keep the job that you have. If you are looking for another job, chance in a new job. I have a job. So, yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> all the job havers, all the job not havers out there. Jobs. It's where you work. Uh, Get them. <laughs> thank you guys for being on the show. This is a lot of fun. Um, I would love to have you back another time. And, uh, and we can do this again. Um, and, and since you're since you're back in town around around where the studio is, when we get to a point where we can safely record in house, I would love to just have you in the studio, and we can just have some drinks and do the show with microphones right up on our faces, and uh, probably still close to about six feet separating us anyway. So it could be good. It could be good. Yeah, would love it. 
This was fun. Glad right fun. on. <laughs> um, listeners, if you enjoy this show, please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. That really helps us out. Uh, five-star reviews are great. You can, you can give us five stars and say awful things. You can say awful things about me, just not about my dog, my wife, or my mother. Um, but anything else, say whatever awful stuff you want. Just five stars first. Um, also, if you like the theme song that played before the, before the show started, that it was written by Michael J. O'Connor. You can find his other music at michaeljoconnor.bandcamp.com. And uh, yeah, otherwise, I mean, I'm, I'm with our guests. It's, it's really, it's all about masks and voting. Uh, Black Lives Matter. And uh, yeah, you know, jobs. Why not? Like, it, have one. Get one. Uh, protest until there's one available for you. Do what you need to do to, to, get, to get one of those going. Um, or uh, write the, pro- the proper people so that you don't need a job and maybe they just hand you a bag of money. That would be fun. How do you feel about hand, hand, being handed bags of money? Uh, I'm against it. I don't, want it. I don't want people handing me bags of money. Just don't want it. Because they're full okay. of COVID? They're full of something. <laughs> just all kited checks in there. <laughs> I guess we're a house divided. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd take the bag of money too. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, this week we had a vague idea about kites. And that is a good thing because the devil is in the details. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. A vague idea is written and produced by me, Nate Regolia, with Shannon Page, and sometimes John Paros. Information about topics often comes from Wikipedia, so hey, why not donate a bit to that? Sound effects are Creative Commons public domain. If you like this podcast, tell a few people and subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. And if you happen to like reading science fiction, check out the small press I started with my friend Sean Grokowski. You can find Spaceboy books at readspaceboy.com. 